Okay, do we feel pumped up now? Huh? Do we feel pumped up now? A bit. Okay, let's go. Let's go. And we're live here on the first episode of Dwayne Spin Stop Season 3. Thank you guys for coming. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I was missing from, from the party. but uh, <laughs> So this is Sherilyn Wu, ladies first, and Kairu Kamsani. That's right. Um, always research your guest name before you come on. It's very rude. You probably know how to spell it, but you I just want to say it. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to start things off... Um, by just having a little fun fortune telling, Ooh. right? Uh, just to get to know you a little bit better. So you're gonna think of something in your life, and then you can share with us a bit later. Okay. Uh, a question you wanna ask the cards. This is all just in the name of fun, right? Okay. So do you prefer animal cards or mermaid cards? Me mermaids. Mermaids. Okay. Cairo. Yeah, mermaids yeah. as well, right? Okay. So are these like tarot cards? These are just like I guess they're not not tarot cards. They're just like. Um, you know, ask a question to okay. the universe okay. and, you know, we'll find out what. So, have something in mind, right? You can also share with us right now, like, a question about, I don't know, the next play that you're directing. Okay. Or your rap career. <laughs> uh, and you can also okay. ask about, I don't know, like, uh, what's my future be, you know, will it be in Singapore oh or will God. it be in the UK? That is this you pursue question. your studies. And, uh, okay, anyhow... So, have that in mind. You have a thought already? Um, okay. Okay, you have a thought? Okay. So, pick. tell me when to stop. Um, stop. Alright, you're going to pick a card. And your turn. Mm-hmm. Just channel. Do I look at it yet? Don't look at okay. it yet. Do I stop you? You, t- you can stop me. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, good. Get your card. Alright, so we'll go with Sherilyn first, okay? Okay. Alright, so... Do you want to share a question? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> my question was, what does the universe think of me doing rap? Okay. <laughs> let's flip the card and let's find out. Oh, okay. Divine magic. Divine magic. Okay, so let me look, look for the... Extra, oh wait, should I say the quote? Sure, below? yes. Extra magical energy surrounds your situa- situation right now. Expect miracles. Oh gosh, Sherlyn, you're going to be oh Beers Pops, Yay! a rap star now. Okay, this card signifies that the next oracle card you pull out of the deck is surrounded by divine magical energy. So you have to pull out another card. Oh, okay. The, ma- the divine magic card urges you to pay special attention to this card and do your best to follow its message. Oh. Wow. wow. This is new. I've never... The divine magic card indicates that a spiritual gateway has opened for you and at such times the ability to manifest is heightened. Use this time to focus upon your desires, which is wrapping. And if you're unsure what you truly want, ask for divine guidance through prayer, meditation, or ritual. However you... So you're going to choose a card now. I'm just going to okay. shuffle it and you're going to pick up what this next card is going to tell you to, because it's got extra divine magic on this card okay wow I've never had this happen in this deck okay yeah flip it over accept heaven's help you've prayed for help so get out of the way and let <laughs> heaven help you <laughs> you've asked what should I do next this card responds trust your prayers have been answered and simply re- retreat and rest for now after you pray for divine intervention step aside and let heaven intervene you can assist the process initiated by your prayers through quiet contemplation and yeah so I don't know have you asked for help with your rap career not really right um no or but maybe I, I should start maybe you should maybe. start okay cool so okay. those are your answers cool Kairu sometimes so sometimes, cool. It, sometimes it's more accurate 
This one pr- pr- feels pretty general. Okay, but, okay. Um, we'll see. Maybe maybe Kairos will be like more specific. Okay, uh, okay. Let's flip your. I don't know. I feel like I'm so excited. I've changed, changed my question. question. Okay, you more change your question. After you pick your card. Yeah, am I allowed to do that? Yeah, then, right? no, no, then you no, have then to, then you have to re-pick the card. card. No! Okay. Oh, do, I, do I, I can go back to my original question. You can. There's so many things I just want to know. You like, can. So what is your? Do you want so to do you want to stick your, your original question and yeah. turn over the card, or okay. do you want to change question? Okay, okay. Let's just start with this first question. Do okay. I say the question first? Yes. Where the hell am I gonna be in six months? Mm-hmm. Okay. So flip over your card. A new dawn. <laughs> and dawn. there's a very sexy lady on this. Wait, okay. but what does the quote say? The worst is now behind you, and positive new experiences are on the horizon. Positive ah! new experiences. <laughs> okay. I like the picture that comes along with it too. Of course. I like it. It says you've endured storms over rough seas, mm-hmm. but now the way is clear and smooth. Does that feel? Hey dude, I've been in lockdown for six months in the UK, so I, I would consider that a stormy sea. Right. And, and across the seas more. And from here on in, you are going to be expecting the best. Oof. Uh, so wash away negativity from your consciousness, uh-huh. past memories, and keep only positive lessons and love. And don't hang on, hang on to anything that could weigh you down, such as resentment or bitterness. Yeah. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds very specific. Okay, okay. did you go on to That's your mantra. Every morning, you should repeat that. <laughs> Let go of resentment. Yes, resentment. Did it say that? Oh yeah, it says resentment, right? Okay, so okay, if you okay. have resentment, and bitterness. Go. Yeah. So if you've gone through patterns of negativity in the past, this is the time to affirm I now release the experience and I'll extract whatever teachings I need to uh, discover and move on to harmonious and peaceful actions. Mm. By pulling this card, you've turned a corner in your life wherein your prayers and positive thoughts are delivering you to divine light to illuminate. Okay, very, very spiritual, but we're not going to dig into all that. We're just going to dig into the general feel of it. So I hope that answers you, your your questions. Um, So let's now talk about... um, Cairo, so mm-hmm. you've traveled, so you're studying right now Yes. Uh, in the UK. Tell us a bit more about what you're studying and why you're back. And But first, before that, I want to know, what was it like traveling on a plane? A lot of us don't get to travel on a plane. What? Uh, how has it changed? I mean, during traveling on a plane during COVID. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it didn't feel that different than <laughs> um, when it's not COVID, when you're on the plane. Going like going through the airport, of course, there's a lot more screenings, there's a lot more uh, distancing um, and waiting. Uh, but also because there's so few people flying now, it also kind of like cuts the queue by like eighty percent. Right. But then on the plane, so the first time I I came back to Singapore, um, or even going there like last year, I did see a lot of people in like hazmat suits, like full oh, on. Wow. You know the 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 like covers until here and then they wear the mask and then more masks it's like there's there's so many of those especially the students running away from the UK to go back to where they come right. from but were you afraid I mean like traveling well you traveled twice during this COVID period I think three times three times, maybe. Okay. Three times. so in, in all those different instances did you feel there was a more did you feel more relaxed or are you still the first time like, were you very conscious of the, the virus you know getting the virus what, did it make you scared I feel like there is a guardian angel looking over me and I will be fine as long as I don't be an idiot and you know do the measures wear my mask um, keep a distance from people you know do, the, do what you're supposed to do but if you're if you're stressed out I think it just makes it more difficult and I think you might make a mistake 
um, if, if you go it that way. Right. And so tell us a bit more about your, your studies and... Good. Okay. Uh, so I'm doing a PhD uh, right now in a university called the Montfort University. It's in Leicester, uh, which is about two hours away from London, uh, for those who don't know. Uh, it's, uh, I'm doing a, the PhD is looking into actor training with VR. So the main question is, how and why should we or could we train actors using virtual reality? Um, so yeah, that's the main gist of it. I don't know how, how much you want me to go about, into it. Did this come about because of COVID or did it come about uh, as you were developing your, you know, because for a PhD, you sort of developed your, what you wanted to, to work on, right? Yeah. So it actually came about in about 2017, at the beginning of my master's oh, degree. Oh, wow. Because at the first day, they asked us, so what is the future of actor training? Because I did a master's in actor training and coaching. They asked us, as future acting trainers, uh, what is the future of actor training? So I asked, uh, wouldn't it be cool if we used video games to train actors? I mean, it just made sense, you know, how to build character, living in a new environment, getting different experiences. Um, and so I wrote my master's on that same question. And mm -hmm. then the main feedback I got was, uh, there's not enough words in a master's degree for this kind of question. So mm -hmm. I, I looked for a place that I could do a PhD in it. And fortunately, the Montfort had a scholarship for this kind of thing. They wanted to find out uh, the future of technology and art. So I'm like, hey, look, I want to look into this. So they're like, yeah, come do this. And we've got the right supervisors for you. So it all works out. And so I'm very happy with, uh, with this project. Um, I'm still kind of halfway through the first year. So I'm doing a lot of reading and writing, meeting a lot of people. I'm trying to understand uh, all the different facets that come towards creating art and acting through digital mediums and also the physical body because we cannot forget how does the physical body work with mm -hmm. the digital medium so it's very interesting so if, you, if you're going to say there's one thing that's different between actor training in person and VR what is that one thing that is, is different about it so I, th I think the biggest thing is right so right now I'm very interested in the idea of yourselves what self are you working with at the moment? So if say you're working in a room with another person, you're working with yourself as yourself and yourself as an actor and themselves as an actor and as a person. But then when you put on a VR headset or you're playing a video game, there's another self in the game. You're right. playing as someone else, it's another it's character. Right. So there's so many selves when that come into play when you're working in the room, especially when you're working with character. But boom, when you bring a, bring a digital medium, it just explodes it. And that's what makes it complicated, makes it complex. But that's right. what makes it very interesting. Right. We're gonna come back to you on that. On yeah. How we're gonna explore that? Like, what medium do you Ooh. use? How do you did you develop an app? You know, stuff like that. But meanwhile, we're gonna talk to Sherilyn and ask her her thoughts because both of you, uh, in another introduction, um, are directors, right? And you, mm -hmm. um, I both met. I met both of you during SRT, working with SRT, the mm -hmm. Singapore Repertory Theatre. And uh, tell us a bit more about the program you're under, really quick, Sherilyn. Um, so we were under this program called the residency program and we both attended the directing residency program in which case we were being assistant directors to all the productions that SRT did. Um, so we got the full range of SRT works from anything from their little company to their main stage and sometimes even Young Co itself. Um, so yeah, we would work with wonderful actors like yourselves. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, wonderful directors. And uh, I think. And designers. And designers. Most, and most of them from the UK. And the crew. And we get to know more about the industry and stuff. So it's a great program for anyone who wants to be a theatre director. 
Right. Yeah. yeah, the Singapore Repertory Theatre does, um, and a lot of other theatre companies as well, they do, a lot of them are now more geared towards educational. Back when, when I was in theatre, it wasn't like that. Yeah. But now it, there's a lot more opportunities for people to learn in different aspects, whether it's writing, directing, mm. or, you know, even acting. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to VR, what are your thoughts uh, on, on, on this medium and the training, or even using the medium in a production? Uh, have you used it in any of your productions? And also tell us, you're collaborating on something also, right? Uh, that oh, yeah. may be involved oh, right. in <laughs> Sorry, lots of questions, so go! Uh, Chip in at any time. I think th the technology of VR for me is very new. Um, I mean, I'd love to find out more about it, just so I, like, I can see how to use it as a tool for storytelling. Um, for me, I think my process of it is just about finding more, uh, finding out more about it. I haven't attended that many performances where it uses these things, um, but I think now it is more in trend. I think people are starting to venture a lot more into it, which is quite exciting. I mean, it's about innovation and integrating and stuff, and especially with the COVID era, I think um, it's beneficial in, in certain ways. So it'd be quite interesting to see how things pan out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just a quick plug for uh, this production. Um, that's done by uh, Hosan Leong and Derek Chu. Uh, I think their companies are Double Comfort Productions and Derek's company is... Sidelines. Side yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, so they have a production that's now available on Cystic. You can buy it. It's the Curious Case of the Missing Peranakan Treasure, if I'm not wrong. And so they've used, they're have used. they using, not say VR, but technology to, um, to, uh, to, to have audiences interact digitally with... Uh, performance, a mystery, you're solving a mystery. So it's all taking place at Raffles Hotel and uh, you can click on the map and go to different places and then you have to solve who the, the person who stole the, the treasures, I'm assuming, is, right? Um, I'm not sure if they filmed it in VR. I think it would be very cool if they did, but I'm not sure also if a lot of people have VR headsets at home. I don't know if it's mm. becoming... It is becoming more common. I think it's um, a 360. But it's filmed 360. Oh, great. I think so, yeah. so if I maybe somehow connect my VR headset, which you can do to, to my desktop, um, I can probably experience it 360 on my mm. Oculus Rift. Um, very interesting. So, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, but in terms of the collaboration that you're doing, um, can you share a bit more? Or is that still under wraps or Kai's still in development? I'm a more participant in the project, but okay. Kai and a few other people were the one organizing it. So I think he, and he explains these things very well. There's, there's a lot of different structures and so realms. The, so the lead applicant for this project is actually Pei Jin. Who's another theater director, yeah, young and upcoming. Yeah. Um, and so it's under the National Arts Council X, uh, Arts X Technology kind of uh, grant. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of looking at how new technologies can be used in developing arts for research and even performance uh, purposes. But for us, what we wanted to do is um, very much look into the research capabilities of VR with performance before even trying to use it in performance. I think one of the biggest complaints that I've had for a long time, and I, I made it very clear during the, the networking session with the NAC, is like a lot of productions are running away with the idea of just using tech in the, in the performance, in the production, um, but there's still, there hasn't been enough um, consideration in using it. Um, in the rehearsal process. What is the actual process like using um, VR or using technology? 
Of course, we're used to our bodies, we're used to the normal technology like lights and sound, but multimedia, it's so, it's so new. Because I also want to make another point that um, within the VR field itself, it's still what I, one of my supervisors put it really well. It's like, it's like the Wild West. Mm -hmm. They're still innovating in their own world. And within VR, they're also contesting, what is VR? Is it AR, VR, mixed reality, and you know, uh, digital space? So they're, they're trying to contesting the terms within themselves. And then when yeah. we, um, non-technicians, non-technologists, come into the fray and try to work with it, there's so much for us to learn as uh, directors, as actors. Um, it's, it can be overwhelming. So I see where it's kind of like, it's a good thing that NEC has come and uh, said, Hey, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Be in a room with the technology and see how does it actually work with actors. What can you actually do before trying to make a product? What is the product when you put the process to it? Yeah, yeah I think it's nice that NAC. It, it's a grant specific for process. Right, research. Um, right. Yeah, and which is nice for um, makers and and creators because I think you do need that time to kind of develop the process before it turns into something. And it's nice just to have space and resources just to do that before you worry about creating something quite full. Mm, yeah. Something that's yeah. 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 So let's de define this for the layman, which is actually all of us. Like I'm a layman still. So I'm, let's try to define some of these questions that we have. So what is, so there is the, um, like Katy Perry, she did a, a video and they had like the, the back, she used a green screen, but then it's like she's put into a virtual space, right? So that's. Is there a name for it? Is that augmented reality? I think there's just green screen more. Green screen, but using uh, sort of a 3D sort of scape behind so she could actually like walk to the edge of a, you know, uh, uh, of a cliff and then they could show her, but then she's not actually at the edge of a cliff, right? So there's that. Then what do we have? We have the actual audience putting on a VR headset mm -hmm. and exploring a world, which is not what we just talked about. So there are two kind of different things already. Yeah. Um, um, There's interactive media where you can interact with like maybe a projection wall or things that are correct, hol yeah. holograms maybe. So there are all these many different yeah. directions and it's all like, I guess we're still figuring out how it all comes together or mm. if it can come together at all. Um, so in exploring actors in VR, like how does that affect the audience though? Like how, how could that translate into an audience thing? Like do, so is it live? Like if, if, if you know, the project that you're hoping to do do you know yet if it's something that's going to be uh, an audience member is in a live space with a VR headset and their live actors in that space interacting with them? Is that something like that or okay? If you put it that way, that's already performance, right? Because if you have an actor in a digital space and there's an audience there who's going to watch the actor, that's a performance because there's a performer and an audience. So what I'm looking at is there's no audience other than the actor themselves looking at their own performance in the digital space. I think that's what we need to cover first, what we need to understand, um, how the multiplicity of the selves interplay um, to create psychophysical action mm. for the actor. Um, and then, then we have to ask, do, what, is, what is the focus? Is it their physical bodies in the corporeal space? Or is it the, the avatars in the digital space? Is that what's important? Which experience is informing the other? Right. Then we bring in the audience. And then what, are, what is the focus for them? And if they can look at both of these, what what does it do for them as an as an experience? Right. So that's why I'm, I'm I always have to scale back and remind everyone like, hey, forget about the audience. Mm. We 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 need to work with ourselves first with the VR space because we don't understand it ourselves. And then, hopefully, when we start to be able to you know, 
um, explain it a little better or you know use it in a more concise way then you can bring all these members in. Right. I think one of the objectives in the project that we're collaborating on is that eventually at a at the later stage is that the audience can interact with the correct me if I'm wrong, but the virtual space of the performer. Right. So there's that kind of interaction from audience to performer and how and they have an impact on the performance. Right. But yeah. would it be them interacting with the virtual space using a VR headset or do they watch it on the desktop or are they watching it like They're watching live? it live but so they might use a an app or something. One right of, yeah, one of the so we're the way one way to explain it is there are there's a corporeal space, the physical uh, physical space. And then we're just adding layers of reality. Mm -hmm. um, the virtual reality, augmented reality, and mm -hmm. the mixed reality. So like augmented reality is like Pokemon Go. You you show your phone around and then you see there's a Pokemon that's there in the screen right. in your real world when it's kind of mixed. Yeah. Um, and then the mixed reality, see, I, I'm also trying to, I'm going to yeah, confuse it's, it's, it's yeah. explaining it because um, there's just so much that we have to like be defined that like even within the VR umbrella, they haven't decided what is specifically AR, what yeah. is specifically AR, mixed reality. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but you know, NEC just wants us to be in a room and figure it out. <laughs> right. And right. we have two great technologists who are in that field. So we're going to ask them questions. They're going to explain to us. They ask us questions about um, acting, about theater making, about performance, and then we have that conversation because it's really about having that conversation with the technology uh, between the artist and the tech. Right. So we c technically can use VR to also like put on a costume, right? a layer or something, so that when someone is watching the actor who is in the VR space, for example, I don't know, you can you can have, have all of that happen, right? You mm -hmm. can be a different creature, or yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's also uh, VR. Like there's VR when you put on the mask, but there's also what do you call that? Motion capture. Mm -hmm. So you can use motion capture in VR as well. Mm. I would imagine. So like, there's just so it's just confusing. It's like we have the technology. We just need to how to know how to to use it better. I think we're in the stage yeah, of yeah. figuring it out, which yeah. is very exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll move on now to what you have directed recently, right? The Sound Inside. Yeah. And it's now extended to April sixteenth at um, the Singapore KC, KC Art Center. Center. At yeah. Uh, yeah, where the it's the home of SRT. Um, so. I don't know, like I've known Sherlyn for a while now and it's it's she's always so quiet and humble <laughs> about her projects and I didn't even know she directed it till I till I talked to her. Not even till like after I watched it. Sherlyn sort of like embodies the title The Sound Inside. She has so so much <laughs> happening but it's all inside, right? Um, so tell us a little bit more about, about that process. Um, right. did you use much technology or like oh, so you had a I don't know if this is a, a spoiler, but at the end of the show there is a bit of technology in terms of how you trigger something to happen and right. it's, it's quite a wonder i mean that and something like how do they do it how do they control you know certain things from the booth uh or is it planned is it can you tell us without telling us like wow that's um, a hard one um uh there's a certain technology <laughs> behind it um i'll tell you more after we finish this video because i don't i don't want to spoil it for sure, anybody but sure. that there is that there are a, a set number of cues to right. trigger um, and it is operated by by people right okay um, so it's not like just automated yes like. but kudos to the stage management team and the crew because they have to be really precise with the timing wow yeah wow okay all right so that aside that's a nice little uh, enticement for you to come watch what we're talking about right uh, but also aside from that the process itself like um, uh, how did this piece come to you uh, 
did you choose it? Uh, what do you feel about the piece? Is it relevant today? Anything, you don't have to answer. You can answer all or any of the questions. Uh, also, the casting process. Right. And your, what is it like first, the first time, you know, conducting a main stage, directing a main yeah. stage show? Um, yeah. Um, I chose the play. It came, uh, th there was a Adam list Rapp, of by the way, Adam right? Rapp, yeah. Brother of Anthony Rapp, who if you follow Rent the Musical, one of the original mm, yeah, cast yeah, members. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I chose the play. It, 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 was in, it was within a list of plays that um, was suggested to me. Okay. Um, and out of all, this one kind of captivated me the most. I think because I quite resonate with it. It's mm -hmm. got a lot buried underneath. Mm -hmm. um, and the characters don't really say what they truly mean. Mm -hmm. But you can kind of tell within the silences and their pauses, which I really love to just go in and dig deep into it. So yeah. Um, I chose to play and it was a really short rehearsal process it was about three weeks which is wow. pretty short yeah um, to put everything together um, but it was my first time working uh, on a two-hand play, which means there are two only two actors in the play um, and it's a whole different process because I normally work with a little bit more and you can right. kind of split your division of attention but um, I mean especially for this one one of them has about maybe like 60% of the lines so it's just me and her in a room every day wow um, but yeah the two actors were really wonderful um, they were really inventive and they really dug deep into the characters which I'm really thankful for and that's what you kind of need you can't it, especially in a play like this I think they need to own the characters quite a bit because um, there's so much packed within them and um, they helped me to discover like quite a lot about the character as much as I was discovering about the script Right. So it was really, it was really nice. Um, there is a, a at the end, there's a, there's a there's a twist, um, and that took quite a lot of, of technical time, technical rehearsal, but we managed to get through it. Wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so generally, it's a it's a story. It's a it's a literary world, uh, student and teacher, um, and it's without giving away too much. It's set. Uh, it's all white. Was that your decision for everything to be white so that you bring out the the, you know, the themes are loneliness, um, yeah, isolation as well, right? Yeah, that was um, the designer's input as well. She wanted a kind of white and black set. And um, these two characters come in with their each, each of their own color set. And then they sort of infiltrate the set a little bit. Um, so that was her intention, which I quite liked and quite, it quite fit with the play. Um, yeah. Okay. Right, so yeah, don't forget you can still catch the show at KC Art Center till 16th April, right? Tickets yes. are available on Cystic. Um, now we're going to move on to, we're hopping a little bit all over. Uh, Dwayne Smith's stop is health, technology, and entertainment. Um, we're going back to the health part where we started. So, oh. Kai, the last time I saw you, you were smaller. Wow. But then the last time I, I, but I did some digging in, on Facebook, because we're going to have another guest coming up. His name is Ali Grayson, and he really went from super scrawny to super big size so we're going to talk a little bit about that now um, uh, muscle privilege is there okay. muscle privilege um, but also what you do to keep healthy and like did you buff up on purpose did you or is this something you just enjoy like exercising just made you not be able to fit in your pants, uh, your <laughs> pants right now. so I'm going to show you guys a, a little um, picture of Kai 
he doesn't know this, but um, when he was much younger, I, you know, it's on Facebook, so I'm gonna do this really quick. <laughs> oh, which picture is it? So it's gonna flash up on. Is it the one that I here we go? Here? There we go. <laughs> so that picture. No! <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So as you can see, Kai is a lot bigger now. Um, Wait, did I know you when you took no. that picture? No, uh, that was before I knew you, right? Yeah. Actually, All I right. was in LaSalle before, but before I met you. Okay, okay, okay. So what has your journey been? like? Okay, well, I don't know if I want to really go that in far into it. In a nutshell. <laughs> but I really, I really just started working out because of national service. Uh, I, I got into the firefighting service. True. And, you know, I don't want anyone to die because I couldn't carry the heavy thing. Um, literally, like being on a fire call, and then there was a moment where I just went, "Oh my God! If I couldn't do this, someone could have actually died." So I'm like, "I don't want that to ever happen." Um, and you know, I just I kept my cardio up, I kept my strength up, blah blah blah. Then towards NS, uh, one of my uh, staff sergeants was like, "Oh, now you're very fit, huh? But I think I bet after NS, everything's gonna go downhill. Right. And then from that point, people. and then from that was like, I was like, "No, no way! I'm not gonna let that happen." So I just wanted to kept I wanted to keep it going. And I wanted to find um, a way to, to keep it going, so I picked up mixed martial arts. Right, wow. Um, also because it's just, it's fun, um, and it really gives you a lot of um, focus on yourself, on your body. How does your body work? What can it do? And I think I found that interesting. Eventually, um, it came to a point where it influenced my ideas on acting, because I think martial arts mm. teaches a lot about self-discipline and how to control your body, what can it do, what can it not do, and what can you work on to work on your acting so um, and so now I mean I used to work out to you know be super buff super ripped uh, but now I kind of just do it for fun um, at the gym I'm just like um, I'm kind of bored I want to see what I can do so I do these weird exercises if anyone ever sees me at the gym I do the weirdest exercises um, but also because I do have a I did get a certification as a personal trainer um, mm, so I know the science and yeah so I actually was a personal trainer at Virgin Active in London for two weeks and then COVID hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then I couldn't get any client and then I was like, you know what, okay, I guess uh, I'm a bounce. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, so basically I'm using my knowledge on myself, right. just uh, try experimenting on different ways to work your core, to work your body, do compound exercises in different ways. Right. I go to Virgin Active. And I, I, I was in London at one point, I was talking to some of the trainers there, and they, some of them wanted to come to Singapore. So yeah. you could have actually transferred your, I don't know if, it, if it's something... I could have, but, but you know, the thing is, as a personal trainer, you have to be in a, a place for a long time to build a relationship with people. Yeah. And then because most people go to the gym maybe three times a week, or maybe two, three times. And so they, it take a long, they take a long time to get somewhere yeah. you know, in, in a fitness level. So if, if I was going to be someone who's like in London for a month, Singapore for three months, you know, and I don't know where I'm going to be, right. it just doesn't make sense for me to be a personal trainer. That's why I don't really follow up on that career path. Right. But of course, if you want me to Whatever. reach out, I will <laughs> There are social media I platforms mean, in the video description below. You can check out Kairos, <laughs> Instagram, uh, your Instagram, Twitter, uh, whatever it yeah, is that you're, that you're on. Instagram, yeah. Okay, um, and cool. So on a more superficial level of things, so Sherilyn, um, what do you find uh, you like in a guy? And <laughs> <laughs> has there been muscle privilege, right? Like, as in like, do, does muscles in this day and age, I don't know, like, does it, does it still work on girls? Do you increase? Wait, before you answer, I'm going to say no. No? Doesn't? Girls don't care. <laughs> Only guys come up to you with nice biceps, bro. 
Right, but in a in a not in a sexual way, right? It's just like <laughs> both lah, both both lah. Okay, okay. But girls would never go up in like nice biceps, right? Like I think it depends. <laughs> they can be flirty, but I think girls do notice muscles. Um, I think that there is a certain appeal about muscles to a certain extent. I mean, okay. I think she depends on like personal preference, I guess. But are you asking me if I like muscular guys? Yeah. Or it doesn't matter, or do you prefer, or is it nice to... I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but, but it's, but not, it's the, not the priority, Yeah, it's I not guess. the point, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I guess the priority for me is somebody who understands me. Okay. And um, it's funny. I look for funny. Right, I like right. funny people. Okay, good. Would you say that that's true? That you like funny? That I like funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, she, she likes funny but you also have to be serious and okay. you also have to be you know you have to think on a deep level if you if you don't think about things she don't, she don't care about yeah that, that's very true if you're like la 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 yeah, la la I'm like no yeah, she's like bye 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 <laughs> bye 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 so true so no matter how muscular you are muscular it doesn't matter and honestly I think uh, if I can say that like I think um, it it, it, it changes the dynamic of the relationship because like if like 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 me i go to the gym every almost every day in the morning um it takes up time to right. be to be a certain level of muscular mm. it takes so much time at the gym and you know sometimes girls who don't want to be at that level who don't go to the gym as often they'd be like why are you wasting your time at the gym when you can be spending it with me mm. yeah yeah yep, yep. so that that's a problem too so right. if if uh, not gaming but 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 going to the gym yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it depends on like what do you want to do with this person, right? Um, yeah. How much time do you want to spend together? If if it matters, then you know it matters. Right. So you guys go, you guys go way back, right? And people way always back. misunderstand that you guys are dating, right? I'm <laughs> gonna clear the air now. <laughs> we <laughs> are not forever. dating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, actually, do you get the question a lot? I get, I get a couple. Of, uh, well, I've gotten maybe more than five, slightly under ten, more than five people have asked me about dating. Wow. Well, I never thought of that. Yeah. Nowadays, people don't talk to me, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, I, remember ba- I remember back in the day, like back in LaSalle, it was like ev- people would be like, because I'm. Wait, I'm, LaSalle? I only had it when we, when, like, when we were in the residency. Oh, is it? Nobody well, asked me in LaSalle. Did people ask you in LaSalle? Because, because in LaSalle, I was like seeing other people. People were like, but aren't you like with Sherilyn? Really? Yeah, and then they're like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you had like a couple of like girlfriends. Exactly. So it was like. But they still thought we were together. So people who don't who didn't know me would be like they when you you see like when you see just see two people walking next to just something just like ah oh, they're so cute together maybe they're a couple. <laughs> oh. So but what I, is know. the one thing that bonds you as friends? Like what is that that link? This was before the residency, right? Like you you knew each other. Yeah, before yeah. So we, actually, we just passed our ten year mark of friendship. Oh wow! Last year. Oh, and you want to know what? It's so funny how like. Some of the milestones that we've had in our directing career have been on the same day. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Like when you opened, wow. what show was that? Uh, in it was Faustus. Faustus. Yeah. That's when I opened Discord of Discourse in Hong Kong. Yeah. And um, there was something that happened recently. Oh, is that is the same year anniversary when you opened um, Sound Inside? Sound Inside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah. we've known each other since college, 
And at first we didn't like each other at all. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. But now you're so <laughs> supportive of each other. So you were even at uh, Sherilyn's, uh, was it your debut? No, probably not. At the Esplanade, well, Esplanade debut probably, of uh, rapping yes, yes, uh, yes. at the concourse. I've only rapped twice live. Wow. Come out three times. And he seemed to. She's let the sound out from I've the, let the sound out. From it's inside. not inside, the sound <laughs> outside. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now. You're not gonna get away with it. We got another uh, thing to show you guys because Cairo had his his picture. Oh. So we've got a little bit of uh, what is it? Your uh, the box. Is it Here. the box? You found the box. I oh, found the box. Oh, so I'm gonna have to wait. Just go to the f yeah and play this. <laughs> Here we go. Alright, so there we have Sherilyn. Did you expect that coming up? I did not. Right. This, is, this is some technology, right? Like This is. Alright, cool. So tell us more about your <laughs> rapping career. Um, I actually had a name for her. Because her yeah. name is Sherilyn Wu, right? So the C-H-E-R part of Sherilyn is pronounced as Cher, I guess, right? And then so I had a name with like, Whatcha doing? What you doing? So Sharon, <laughs> it's so it's bad. It's a good Kyrie's name. I like it. One. I love puns. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're not C-dubs anymore. I'm dub, not like. C-dubs. So, tell us about this uh, secret passion of yours. Um, well, it started off when I was really young, I guess, because I I, I, we didn't have cable in my house, but I think every weekend, like, there would be a special MTV, like, there'd be MTV Top 10 songs or something on one of the main channels, and I used to watch it every time. Um, and one of the artists that I really loved was Eminem. Right. And it was like, I think I was way too young to be listening to Eminem. But I don't know why, there's just something about, I, there's just something I love about rap, like, it's just kind of, it has this energy about it that I really liked, and it kind of defied all the rules of, like, certain structures of music right because like, it didn't like a lot of the rap songs you don't just have verse chorus verse chorus sometimes one long verse and a chorus one long verse or it might not have a chorus at all right. um so i really liked it and i and i can't really sing so right rapping's really liberating in that <laughs> right. sense so how did you get from that secret passion to to being on stage how did you pursue that yeah that's so strange because like as you know me i don't really like like talking in front of people yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think one day I just I I've always wanted to be a rap star, but I just didn't know if I could do it. And right. then one day I think, I think it was just after my residency I had a bit of a break, and then Wild Rice had a song contest. Oh, and breaks. I was like, I'm not gonna get in. Like, so I <laughs> write a rap, and I did, and then I got chosen. Wild Rice. Wild Rice. Wow. Yeah, it was called Songs of Protest. Wow. So, yeah, I had a guitar and then I rapped. That's the only two things I knew how to do, like, performance-wise. Right. I knew how to play the guitar and I knew how to rap, but I wish I could sing. Um, yeah, so then I got chosen to perform and then I just performed it and I really liked it. And then and yeah. then I just really loved it. I, I keep wanting to do more, but I, I, I love to make things with people and I don't know how to make music. So once in a while, I'll just write like a couple of raps, but they never really go anywhere. But right. I recently just did um, five rap videos with a company called Patch and Planet, and it's um, raps based off stories from Shakespeare. Wow. So that's where that performance came from. So we actually have five uh -huh. music videos 
based on different famous um, Shakespeare plays. And then, um, yeah, we performed them. In the That's so cool. I never yeah. thought of Shakespeare you know, being rap. They were really, really good. Yeah, really yeah, well, yeah. Right? They were really good. Yeah. And I didn't realize when it's called Lil Shake because it was Shakespeare. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Like, you wouldn't realize if I say what you're doing, like, either, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that it's all, it's all hidden in the <laughs> no, words. No, 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 <laughs> That's a no, no, different no, level. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I didn't think you were actually serious when you're like, oh, yeah, deep down, I want to be a rap star. And then next minute, you're, like, at the Esplanade rapping. I'm like, yeah. is she serious? Like, she, <laughs> she really, like, took it to another level. I, really I was a bit it. shocked. If uh, I could have my way, I'd just be a rap star. Well, your 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 fortune told you, uh, yes. you know that that my time has come. Your time has come. I mean, your five music videos are not even out yet, so I oh, guess they're, oh, they're, they're already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Already. Catch and punish. Catch and punish. All right, so I'm gonna put a link below as, okay, as well, so we can watch it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the episode. Was there anything else you want to add? Any like life uh, advice and tips before we leave? follow your dreams right like that it just says just, it all already. just like, do it just do it but I also think be like I guess rest a rap star to me is like really far out but I remember as a young young director graduating from our course which is now kind of non-existent anymore yeah. there used to be a course where you could go learn script writing directing and dramaturgy and facilitation oh wow yeah but it, it doesn't exist anymore Wait, was that at LaSalle? yeah yeah it's called oh, wow. theatre plus performance right theatre plus. Plus, plus performance um, but I remember thinking that it was really daunting because I'm like this really shy person I don't like talking in front of people but um, I'm very lucky to have found very supportive and encouraging people and collaborators and in the industry most people I've met are pretty nice and they're pretty encouraging and um, yeah so it's possible and you can do whatever you want <laughs> nice Hi, any words I look forward to, to seeing some VR some technology stuff come out of your you know oh man uh, well maybe you could actually be a participant in it I would love to yeah 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 I think uh, as soon as I start doing experimental workshops uh, maybe you can be in it and maybe if any of you want to be a guinea pig <laughs> in these experiments uh, let me know um, but yeah, um, so uh, life lessons maybe I think it's just you know if you have a goal, um, you might not always get there in the quickest route. But you know, things happen to give you experiences that you know you can't you can't take away from. Find find people who believe in you. I think yeah, it's important yeah. finding, and and if you do, they don't come around often, and it's important to just hold kind on of tight, hold on to them. And, and sometimes they come and go, but, you know, always remember that there are people who believe in you. And I, I want to answer Dwayne's question about what bonds us together. I think um, we are both, because we're both directors in the same industry, we're kind of rivals. We're kind of challenging each other all the time. So, like, we come up with, to each other with questions like, what do you think about this? And then the other goes, are you sure about that? And then we discuss. So I think find someone that challenges you to make you better, I think. Because I think <laughs> that's what I really love about Sherilyn. Awesome. On that note, thank you guys for watching the first episode. Um, uh, we'll be back for nine more guests on season three. So uh, be sure to share us. this and share the show and like and subscribe. Thanks for being here. Oh yeah, no this worries. Was so thank much you. This fun. And we're back. Uh, we've just got some things to say to you. Uh, first of all, very thankful that uh, Yishu has. Uh, chosen to sponsor some of the episodes. Uh, this is, uh, you can't really see it's black, but it's got a very nice cut. Um, 
and they can be found uh, the store at City Bank Mall if you walk through it somewhere in the middle portion uh, where you are just about to go to the Esplanade through the underpass so thank you the folks at Yishu uh, really great uh, clothes and I look forward to wearing and showing off more cool fashion thank you um, the Sound Insight runs till 16 April. Please come watch it. You can find out more at www.srt.com.sg. Um, and I guess I will plug my Meisner workshops that are happening next week uh, on the weekends of April. Uh, they will be at the Aliwal Art Center and you can definitely find out more information on my Instagram handle in the description.